Welcome to Emerging Franchise Brands, the podcast that introduces you to the visionary founders of America's fastest growing franchise opportunities. We'll also hear from industry pros as they share insights on what it really takes to achieve the elusive milestone of 100 plus locations. I am your host, Frank Fumi, founder of i9 Sports, and my 20-year journey from inception to acquisition has given me a unique perspective on how to succeed in franchising. Join me as we welcome today's guest. On today's episode, we have Michael Wagner from Pool Scouts. It is a Buzz franchise brands company. Michael, welcome to the episode. Thank you, Frank. Excited to be here. Great to have you. So why don't you share with us a little bit about, um, tell us a little bit about Pool Scouts, uh, what you guys do. Well, uh, Frank, we're a, a franchise brand that's been around since 2016 when we started the brand. Uh, we are in what I always describe as not a super sexy business. We're in uh, the residential pool cleaning, maintenance, and repair business. But uh, some really sexy components of the business are the recurring service model, the scalability of it, and really the ability as a brand to stand out as a much more professional uh, option to your mom and pop businesses, which have historically dominated the space that, that we were in. Uh, so as I said, 2016, we're fortunate to be in 18 different states around the country with 47 franchisees and 105 territories or locations around the country of which 80 are open currently. That is incredible. This is all since 2016. You guys are definitely the epitome of an emerging franchise brand for sure. Yeah, we've been lucky in, uh, honestly, in, in a lot of ways, the external environment that we're competing or being, or that we're in has been robust. The, uh, the pandemic surprisingly was friendly to the pool business. If you step back and look, people were investing and spending more times in their homes than ever over the past years. And then you had real estate markets where values were going up, uh, you know, super high and interest rates had been historically low which meant people had access to capital to invest in putting pools in their backyards. And that led to incredible growth in the pool market over the past few years with 24% per year growth over the past two to three years. So really incredible growth, which has helped fuel us from a new franchisee and overall customer growth perspective as well. That's great. So yeah, I think it's important to note, this isn't like a pandemic thing, like you guys experienced growth because of the pandemic. You guys exploded out of the pandemic as well. So I'd love for the audience to hear a little bit about this growth. I mean, you're in, you're in 18 states. Are you guys approved in uh, every state in the country or where, where are you guys looking to grow? Well, you know, it, we, we really, good question. You know, our states and our territories, the way that we map and, and always with, with a franchise, you, when you buy a, a territory or a location, whatever it's called, you always wonder, what do you get? and How are you protected? And in our case, we map and protect by zip code, the territories, and each territory contains up to 10,000 target households. Very well defined, it's kind of a rifle approach really with regards to the business, but the territories are mapped and protected by zip code, and those target households are single family homes with in-ground pools with incomes above $100,000. Uh, and each prospective candidate from a franchisee perspective understands where those pools are. And we know that. And then we obviously do a lot to get the phone to ring for the franchisees to help them get customers. Uh, so a very defined rifle approach to, to marketing and to customer acquisition. 
And so many brands out there have a really broad, you know, wide range of customers that they service. But the, the criteria that I just mentioned to you, that's who we target. You know, if you don't have an in-ground pool in your backyard, you're not in a single family home and you don't usually have the income thresholds, you're, you're not going to be a customer of ours. Uh, so that's really a differentiator from our brand perspective, too. Well, you guys are definitely different in that you know exactly what you want. And I think where so many franchisors go wrong is they go ahead and franchise. They don't have a well-defined market and they award or sell a franchise to somebody because, well, that's where the person called from. And they don't right. have it targeted. And it's part of the reason why so many franchisors fail, right? Why 84% of franchisors never get to 100 units. You guys are clearly different. But one distinct difference that I want to point out right from the very beginning with the audience is that you have a distinct advantage. Uh, you're part of Buzz franchise brands. You're just not a founder of a company that decided, hey, I'm going to franchise this. But there are distinct advantages being part of other brands. Share with, uh, share with us what are some of the brands that are part of Buzz and how, uh, what are the advantages of being part of this family? Well, Buzz Franchise Brands really as an organization company started back in 2012. It started with the uh, the brand Mosquito Joe, which we built from zero units to 340 units across 37 different states. And we sold that brand to Neighborly in 2018. Um, Pool Scouts started in 2016 officially. I came on board in 2015 to really help build the uh, the, uh, the, the brand and, and the team, et cetera. Um, but right from the beginning, when we launched Bull Scouts, we had the advantage of having a great leadership team, first of all, unbelievable systems and structure already in our organization and the beginning of what we now call our shared services team. So our shared services team, all in told, Buzz Franchise Brands has over 65 employees and those employees, many of them work in the shared services group that support all of our brands. We have four brands in total. So a lot of the folks work in marketing. Uh, we have some folks in, in the finance side of things. And, you know, operationally, each brand has its own team of leadership and support. Uh, and then we can, you know, tap into the, the overall shared services group. So, for instance, as an example, we have, you know, graphic artists in-house. We have a videographer in-house, uh, and those folks uh, can create content and, and marketing campaigns for each of the brands, but also leverage best practices across all of the brands. And that's true really with a lot of the things that we do. Our other brands are Home Clean Heroes, which is a home cleaning, residential home cleaning business. That brand uh, started in 2017, uh, franchising in 2017. Um, we acquired a brand in 2019, which is now our largest brand called British Swim School. And that's a brand that now boasts about 170 locations around the U.S. and Canada. It's a brand that focuses on teaching kids how to swim in leased pool space. Great business model and exceptional leadership and uh, just a really great brand there. And then we recently last year launched a brand called Grand Illuminations, which is in the holiday lighting business. Um, and so that's a, a new brand for us that we're excited to get into our second season coming up uh, this year as well. So those uh, those four brands represent Buzz franchise brands, obviously, with Pool Scouts in the mix there. But when someone comes here for a Meet the Team Day, Frank, they not only get to meet, uh, obviously, the Pool Scouts team, 
they meet the leadership team uh, of Buzz franchise brands, which is many of the original folks that that did Mosquito Joe and then built that and have built all of our brands. And they get a feel for the organization itself and really understand how much support is behind them, not just the brand team, but also Buzz franchise brands as well. Uh, it really carries a lot of weight and, and candidates when they come visit us here in Virginia Beach, they get a real feel for not only the culture, but the, the passion and the support of a big organization. Uh, despite the size of the brand, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are uh, really working hard to make our franchisees successful. So what part are you into franchising? I was really uh, fortunate to uh, to know the, uh, the the CEO and founder of Buzz Franchise Brands, Kevin Wilson. And a um, long time ago, we we have children the same age. Um, he has a son that, that graduated from the University of Tennessee. I have a daughter that graduated from Virginia Tech. And uh, we had met at a, a kid's birthday party when the kids were three or four years <laughs> old and stayed in touch over the years. And Kevin uh, was always somebody that I just had a tremendous amount of respect for and brilliant guy who has an unbelievable financial and entrepreneurial mind and, you know, knew that if I ever had the chance to be able to work with him, that I would, would you know, take it to New York Minute. And I was fortunate to stay in touch over the years and through my, you know, different career developments, um, came on board in 2015 uh, to help start and, 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 you know, and work with uh, Pool Scouts, the second brand of, of Buzz franchise brands. That's great. I, I love, you know, you mentioned that you guys, you met because of your kids. Isn't it hilarious how as adults, especially men, like we don't meet guys like new friends, unless we had friends from like high school or college, but we, we, we meet new friends through our kids, a kid's birthday party or our kids sports games or whatever. <laughs> you hear it again and again. That's how we met most of our friends through our kids. Yeah. It's a great condo. You're always in the same boat, right? Literally. Right. And you know, you're traveling around, especially on the sports side of things. I know you and I talked about yes. that, but you know, so many of my, uh, my friends are, are the kids that, uh, you know, that my kids played soccer with their parents and, you know, you're going off to the tournaments and the travel games and all that. And then you're, it's just, you're in the same schedule and mindset as them. And it becomes really easy to, you know, to be, and, and sometimes your other friends are more difficult because they're not in the same right. schedule as you are. You know? <laughs> exactly. Right. And especially when your kids are playing on the same team that you get to, you know, you get to live and enjoy the victories and also share in the agony of defeat together. And uh, you get just the camaraderie. That's amazing. That's the beauty of, I think, yeah. of sports and being a sports parent, right? <laughs> yeah, but your background, so Kevin brings you on, but what I wanted for you, what I want you to share is though, your background is interesting because you don't have that typical franchise background. You come from a strength really in, in financial services. Is that right? Yeah, prior to coming to uh, to Buzz Franchise Brand, I worked for a credit union, a pretty large credit union that was based here in Virginia, um, but had a pretty solid presence in in Utah and uh, and some in Texas as well. And I came on board with the organization to really uh, drive growth, but there were a lot of efficiencies that were you know part of the the, the job itself. And uh, you know, starting out with creating some efficiencies with three brands that we had out in Utah. And so I did that for three and a half years prior to, to coming here. And so while it wasn't in franchising, you know, both of my careers before coming here had to do with the unit economic model, 
following standard operating procedures, driving consistency in the brand and the presence. So a lot of commonalities there. And obviously in the credit union, it was financial services with branches. There were 62 branches of that credit union. And so you had some consistency, of course, there. And then prior to that, I worked for what, what started out as a small company. It was called Coastal Training Technologies. I was really fortunate to work with an incredible entrepreneur and leader named Paul Michaels, uh, who's truly been a, a mentor for me my, my entire life. Uh, and you know, we did corporate training specifically around manufacturing, industrial safety, environmental compliance, those kinds of things. But we had learning management systems and tools. And what I did for the for the company was pretty early on, I was given the liberty to go out and set up offices, wholly owned subsidiaries around the world, doing the same thing. Uh, so the first office we set up was in Brazil. Uh, we then set up offices in Spain and Germany, the Netherlands, Mexico, India, the Philippines. And so we built this organization. I was there in total for 19 years, of which 16 were with Coastal Trading Technologies. We ended up selling the business to DuPont. And that became then 650 people became 77,000 people that worked for the organization. So very different culture and organization than the entrepreneurial make decisions quickly and react quickly. Um, but in both cases, the experience was around you know, getting a unit economic model and replicating that overall, even though it was wholly owned as opposed to franchising, there were certainly some similarities in that. But I will honestly say, Frank, what I get to do now in working with franchisees is uh, the most fun I've ever had and the most passion, passionate I've been about work ever is just because you get to, to help people with, you know, but they're, they're, they're in business for themselves, but they're not by themselves. We're literally working alongside them. At the end of the day, we work for our franchisees to support them and help build great businesses. And it's just that passion of being an owner is totally different than the passion of being a an employee, a, you know, a, an executive nevertheless, but still it's it's a different passion. And, uh, and the relationships we get to, you know, to foster with our franchisees are incredible and fun. <clears throat> that is great. What I love about franchising is that it, there's very few people that have that pedigree from franchising that, you know, they're a generational, second generation franchise um, kid uh, that comes into the business. Most of us come from different backgrounds. And that is what I love about franchising is that you have a wealth of background knowledge of other industries. And we get to take that knowledge, that experience. I mean, you got a chance to take really essentially while it wasn't a franchise, you've taken two different past experiences that were unique in themselves to bring this and you get to deliver now as part of Pool Scouts, you get to deliver this experience, uh, deliver this training, deliver this system, and be part of this leadership of a of a brand that is really, you guys have grown, obviously, like gangbusters. But <clears throat> I think there's a big advantage what you guys do, having several brown, brands under the umbrella and having your wealth of experience and background outside of it. Um, look, I could, I could picture this, right? You've, you've got an audience of people that are listening that are maybe interested in buying a franchise and they might be thinking, okay, pool service, why can't I do this on my own? There's a huge advantage of being part of this Buzz Franchise Brands, but can you share what makes being a franchisee of Pool Scouts different than me just being a mom and pop and doing this and you know not paying a franchise fee royalties, you know, blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and often when we're having a meet the team day, which is you know, for us uh, towards the latter part of the, of the sales process or the development process for a franchise candidate, 
always share that, you know, that candidly. And honestly, when we, you know, we provide franchisees a, a, a brand, we provide them with, you know, a ton of marketing to help get the phone to ring, to help them acquire customers. Um, I like to say we tell them where to buy the ketchup packets and how much they cost and should cost and how much to sell them for, uh, obviously, with the uh, you know, market research that we do at each community that we service. Um, so and then, you know, most of our folks that come into this business don't have experience on the pool side of the business. And so we have a team of four experts here that teach, train and support on an ongoing basis. We've done it. You know, our team has done it. So. You know, the learning curve here is we have hands on support, both from a marketing perspective, like I mentioned, we help them plan their marketing, execute it, measure it, understand what's working, provide the ROI, all those things. We have business coaches that help them build their budget, work and plan accordingly, know when to need a new vehicle and know how to drive margin, all those things. And then we have the pool support, which is the technical component. There is a technical component to our business. You know, we teach the, the pool chemistry and the, the water flow, and we teach, you know, how to do repair work and all the other components of, of our business. And then, of course, like any franchise, we provide them with all the systems to operate the business efficiently, right? And we are, you know, we're not authoring the systems. You know, we have best-in-class systems that are cloud-based and operable from any sort of operating system and, you know, make it easier to operate a scalable business. The competitors that we you know, we talk about, the mom and pops, you know, don't don't really offer, you know, that kind of support. Um, and we're passionate about delivering the support over the time of their franchise, uh, you know, it changes. In the beginning, we're teaching them nuts and bolts and, and hands-on stuff. And as they become more mature, we're helping them drive better margin and and really, you know, build scale and 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 you know, make more money. Um, so it's, it's fun to walk through those different stages and phases of support that we offer. Sure. Well, you're solving a huge problem in business. We know that what 96% of all businesses fail within five years, right? You're solving a huge problem is that you're not just teaching people how to maintain pools. More importantly, you're teaching people the business of maintaining pools and I think just from my own, as an, as a consumer of a service of a pool service, the big thing, the, the big limitation with so much of the, the mom and pop companies is that they don't know how to scale. They're only as good as they can do it themselves. They don't think about hiring. They don't think about being the CEO or the business owner. So they're working, you know, I hate the cliche, hate to say the cliche, but I'm going to say they're all working in the business, not on the business. And in order to be successful in pool scouts, I would imagine you've got to be really good. You have to know the technical work, but more importantly, you have to be really good at learning how to operate the business of pool maintenance. Is that accurate? Very accurate. You know, our business has so much predictability around it. We have some amazing just facts and figures. You know, our, our average value per customer last year was over $1,300 across the entire franchise system. Almost 60% of the customers we serviced last year were brand new to pool scouts. Uh, so, you know, this year we've seen already 16% growth in average value per customer year to date. There's so much predictability. Last year, we averaged 18 services per customer, despite the fact that so many came in during various courses of the of the year. Um, so lots of predictability on that side of things. But ultimately, you know, people often ask me, well, what's the most challenging part of being a Pool Scouts franchisee or, or you know, the business itself? 
And I always answer that with people. And I think in most cases, almost every business, unless you're selling a internet widget that doesn't have any people involved in it, people are always the most challenging and rewarding component of any business. So for us, uh, you know, we have technicians in the field that are doing the work day to day uh, in people's backyards. And so our most successful franchisees are good people, people. They're able to hire and retain great technicians, and they're also able to deal with a lot of customers. Our most mature franchisees will service over a thousand customers this year. And so when you think about that, that's a lot of customer relationships to manage uh, and a lot of people to manage ultimately too. So, you know, those are things that we look for in candidates uh, and we we're always overt about what we think is going to make a great partner. You know, any franchise agreement is, uh, is, you know, is a contract between the franchisor and the franchisee. In our case, it's a 10-year agreement. Always describe it as a marriage. You want both parties to be super excited going into the marriage. And then it's a lot of work to maintain that enthusiasm and passion. And it takes work on both sides to make it, you know, make it successful. And, you know, we want to make sure that we have passionate people on our organization, both in Bull Scouts and in Buzz Franchise Brands that are literally going to do what's right by the franchisee and, and answer the phone at Sunday night at eight o'clock and say, yes, I'm here to help you. And, and that's really a, a testament to Kevin Wilson and, and Brian Karras and Angela and Mike uh, Hull, our, our, you know, our team of leaders that have really helped us build an incredible culture here at Buzz Franchise Brands where mm -hmm. people care. That's awesome. Well, it's, and it sounds like you mentioned earlier how you guys know exactly you know the territory, you know exactly where you want to be, um, but what would be some of the traits of a franchise owner that you look for? Yeah, so I, I mentioned the people skills. That's definitely something that, you know, it's, it's probably the hardest things to uh, assess when you're going through the evaluation process of a candidate, albeit, you know, we bring them here, we get a chance to spend time with them. Our franchise development executives are, uh, you know, they're often either working um, through organic lead sources or through consultants that often provide us with, uh, you know, maybe a disc personality type thing. So we get some sort of read on, on their, you know, their skill set or, or what their strengths or weaknesses are, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, this is a, there's a lot of juggling in our business. Um, so we provide the systems that help them operate the business efficiently. But if you have a, a mature franchise that has 14 vehicles out on the road, that's servicing or cleaning, you know, 80 or 100 pools in a day, that's a lot of moving parts in a business. Um, so I think, you know, people that are comfortable doing that, um, we, we train, of course, and you build up to get to those numbers. Uh, but I think that's important. And finally, because we're a community business that's servicing a lot of homes in a community, we love to find people that are not afraid to be the business owner in their community. And so that means they're literally or figuratively wearing their shirt in the community, presenting themselves, being visible at Chamber of Commerce events or sponsoring golf tournaments or ball teams or, you know, literally not afraid to put themselves out there as the business owner. Um, we can teach a lot of things, but, you know, that that's something that that is, is nice to have when you when you can see folks that have that passion and that want, are not afraid to yeah. do it. Yeah, you can't. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think you can teach the soft skills that we need in a franchise owner. I think they, they have to come with that, right? It has to be a right match for them uh, and a right match for us. But those soft skills are tough um, and they have to have that. You have to have that, that hunger. 
you have to be able to get up in the morning and go. You're not as the franchise owner, franchisor. You're not telling them when to get up in the morning and you know uh, where they need to be. That's that's the party of the part of them being in their own business, right? I mean, um, they need to have that resilience. And I would imagine it takes a little while to get up and running, right? I mean, there's no. I don't know of any franchise system where you're you know, you're profitable day one. How, how long? I know you can't give, you know, uh, profit, um, you know, any disclaimers or anything like that, but how long does it take to really get up and running? Is there a, a certain time frame that you think is, is adequate uh, or I should say an expectation of getting up and running? You know, we do represent in uh, what, what's called the item 19 or the financial representation in a franchise disclosure document. We do show uh, customer acquisition numbers and we show a lot of other figures in, in our FDD and our item 19 as well. But fortunately, because Frank, we do a lot of the marketing. Um, you know, we do direct mail. We help them with. We do search engine optimization in house. Help them with their paid digital. We've got a proven track record of the ramp up when it comes to customer acquisition. Um, we're in 18 states, so sometimes that ramp up looks differently based on the lack of seasonality or the seasonality in different markets. But we have proven, you know, marketing plans and execution that help drive customer acquisition. We know how to, you know, teach people to get recurring customers and position accordingly. Uh, so, you know, so there's a, there's a real model here. You know, one, one thing I wanted to go back on a question you asked earlier was just like, you know, what do you look for? Ultimately in, in franchising, it's about following a model. It really is in, in all franchising really, but certainly in pool scouts, we have a, a, a business model that, you know, reflects in a unit economic model. And we're, you know, while there's lots of room for creativity when it comes to community oriented things, et cetera, we want folks that will follow the business model that, that we've, you know, worked hard to build and improve. And, and, and uh, you know, of course we're constantly doing that. But I think that's true with all franchising is that you, you want folks that are gonna follow the business model. They're going to not try and do everything on their own because why would you buy a franchise if you want it to be completely independent and do your own thing? It just doesn't work. And then I always call it the greater good. For me, the greater good is the, the overall value of a brand and how it you know just literally um, you know, it multiplies by quality franchisees that are living the brand and doing the right thing and building up the brand one customer at a time. And uh, we know we hear stories of, you know, of, of brands that are, may or may not be franchises where bad experiences from one customer, you know, spreads like wildfire, right? Uh, but then you've heard great stories of, you know, somebody leaving a, a, a stuffed bear in a, in a Marriott hotel or a Ritz-Carlton hotel and it getting back to, you know, the, uh, the kid and, and how it becomes viral. And, you know, so there is the positive side of that thing, too. But, you know, people that are, are making a, a conscious effort to help, in our case, Pool Scouts be better every single day. Yeah. I think also, you know, there's been this huge growth in home services franchise brands, right? Especially though, what I love about the pool maintenance business is that our expectation as a consumer is that it's going to be a mom and pop that's not always dependable. They switch the technician out or it's the owner who's selling. I know this happens again and again. It seems like in pool maintenance and in landscaping, they eventually sell their business to somebody and that guy is not as good as the last guy. And what I love about the franchise side of it is that you know you're buying into a system. I know I'm drinking the Kool-Aid here for a moment, but the truth is though, is that you know that when you're, when you're as a customer and you're 
a customer of a franchise, you have an expectation, right? It's like going to McDonald's. You know, no matter where you go, you're going to get the same service. You know, you're going to get the same product. And I, I love that. Um, especially, look, there's 4,000 plus franchisors that are out there. So there is something to be said on why somebody would want to be a Pool Scouts franchisee when there are a lot of choices to make. You know, wouldn't you agree that there's got to be, there has to be something there on why they'd want to be part of that. Yeah, you know, in our this is historically the pool service business is extremely fragmented. Um, you know, so when when you look at it, it's ripe for a brand to to really truly position themselves, which is what we're doing as a as a higher level. Um, you know, I mentioned all the time that we're a premium service brand. One thing you'll never see about Pool Scouts is we're never going to be the cheapest. Um, we are going to be professional. We back up our work with a scout guarantee across our whole franchise system. We mandate background checks for technicians across the entire franchise system. We provide, you know, the, the, the rules and, 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 and also the, the, the collateral to make sure that franchisees are training their technicians adequately. They're showing up in a branded vehicle. They're licensed, bonded, and insured. Um, but all that comes at, you know, at, at a premium price, honestly. Sure. And so, you know, our customer base, we're always making sure to position ourselves as a premium service brand in the home service category. Um, home services, you know, historically have been very fragmented and mom and pop. Uh, and there are some great ones out there. But, you know, this is really about something that's uh, that, that's building a a brand that this year will service, you know, 16 to 17,000 customers around the country, which is just growing like crazy. Um, and we've seen our customer base really appreciate that higher level of service uh, and communication. I mean, things that you would think be normal or not. You know, we have systems that text our customer when we're on the way there, they get a post-service report that has before and after pictures along with everything that we'd administer to their pool. You know, the billing process is automated. Uh, the communication process, both from a marketing and service perspective, are unmatched. Um, and so, you know, we're providing at the end of the day a service that is making sure that their pools are clean and they don't have to do it themselves, but we do it in a much more professional, predictable way. Yeah. And as a consumer, I want, I don't want the cheapest. I want to know what I can expect right? I have an expectation of a service. I'm not looking for the cheapest. I want my pool done right. And I think that is a, uh, a distinct advantage to being a franchise owner is that the consumers are not necessarily looking, they want their pool to be right. And they, they have an expectation. And by you having these system standards in place, by having this ability for them to scale is, well, it explains how you guys have grown as much as fast as you have in these few years. Um, what has been your biggest surprise in franchising since you know you're you're fairly new at the franchise industry what tell me something that surprised you maybe in this industry so far I, I think the variety of backgrounds that the franchisees have and you know we have veterans we have former business people well, former like corporate business people we have uh, an attorney in our franchise system we have exceptional women operators that are some of the leaders in our franchise system. We have diversity in our franchise system and it's just, it's awesome. It literally seeing folks uh, come from different backgrounds with different strengths, uh, you know, and opportunities uh, is, is cool. And I think the community back to that kind of greater good comment that I made earlier, 
Um, the community of Pool Scouts franchise owners is 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 strong and is you know is thick, and they they there's a lot of value in the overall knowledge base, but just the teamwork to watch people support each other, even though they're neighboring franchisees. They never competed against each other because we you know protect their territories. Um, that's been something that is uh, has been a, you know a, a real pleasant surprise to uh, to me and, and you know and watching our brand grow across the country. It's it's been a lot of fun. Um, to but we we got a long ways to go. Uh, we're scratching the surface. You are you know with 105 territories around the country, but uh, 80 of which are open. But you know we have a lot of uh, a lot of space on the map and a lot of opportunity to. To grow our brand as we continue to push to do to be a household name for for pool owners around the country, um, so that's that's been fun. Uh, it's been a, just a, a pleasant surprise. I think challenges uh, have been, you know, obviously people. I mentioned that earlier. Um, you know, the, the the market, the labor market's challenging, and wage rates have gone up. Fortunately, we've been able to pass a lot of those increased costs on to, you know, to our customers in the, you know, in the form of higher service rates to accommodate the higher wage rates. Things like vehicles over the past couple of years were tough to get, which is, uh, you know, that was a, a real challenge. We originally had sourced vehicles from kind of a single dealership that serviced our whole network. And now we're, we're all over the country. We're creative to get the vehicles that we need. We've expanded our fleet to four different vehicles. Um, chemicals were hard to get, uh, chlorine based chemicals. Cause there was a chlorine fire in Louisiana that, that really knocked out, uh, chlorine availability for, uh, you know, for a while, uh, fortunately it's back online. Uh, and so that, that problem or challenge has, you know, has been mitigated. Um, so those are some of the, you know, the more challenging things that weren't as, as positive as we'd like, but, but I just think the resiliency of our, our system and people, uh, both the team here we have at Pool Scouts and Buzz Franchise Brands and our franchisees have helped us, you know, work through challenges that come up in any business. Sure. You guys were able to weather the storm because the Buzz Franchise Brands umbrella, because you have leadership team with experience and you guys together, uh, we're, you know, we, meaning you guys are so much stronger together, right? Look, Pool Scouts has, was not around during the Great Recession, although you survived the pandemic and obviously blew through it, but the leadership team has been through some tougher, tough times economically. And that's important to know that if you're going to be a franchise owner to be part of something where I know that I have, I have somebody has my back and the franchise owners are all in it together. And uh, I think that's, that's the beauty of uh, of franchising for sure. And the community itself. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, you mentioned like the the growth and obviously the numbers, but, um, you haven't shared yet. How how big is big? What's your vision? How many franchise locations are we looking at? You think? What's Pool Scouts going to do? And yeah, how I, big think, is- I think I uh, think realistically, I, we you know as I mentioned, we have 105 territories around the country. When when Pool Scouts is is fully mature, I see us at 350 to 400 territories um, around the country. You know, our current base is 47 franchisees. You know, we've been really averaging kind of two, about two two franchise territories per per location that over time i think we'll get more single territory owners as we've really demonstrated the unit economics with a single territory and but I, but i think you know that that number will be you know 150 to 200 franchisees representing 350 to 400 territories around the country so 
a lot of room to grow uh, around the country. Really, we don't have very many sold out markets. Um, you know, we, we've got a couple, but not many. Mm-hmm. Is it possible for somebody to become a multi-unit franchise owner of, of br- multiple brands at Buzz? We actually are fortunate to have a few. Uh, so, so it's a great question, Frank. Um, so we have two franchisees currently that have British Wim School franchises and have Pool Scouts franchises. Um, great operators, one in Salt Lake City and one in Detroit. We also have um, Pool Scouts franchisees who are uh, Grand Illuminations franchisees, two of those, one in Raleigh and one also in Detroit as well. Um, so I think, you know, when we look overall with four brands now, we would expect over time mature franchisees to expand into other brands uh, when it, when it's right for them. You know, at the end of the day, it, it really depends on each individual franchisee and, and what they want to bite off. You know, one unique opportunity with the holiday lighting business in seasonal markets for pool scouts is is obvious that there's a you know it's a good bookend that uh, on that side. Okay, if I was a pool scouts <laughs> franchise owner, I would definitely want to own a Grand Illuminations. I already have the customers; they already know me and trust my team. It's true. It is true. I mean, so we on. got two two so far. <laughs> and, but, yeah, and, so- and British swim schools. You, the reason why you have pool scouts is because you have a pool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can so, see the correlation there as well. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, we're as a, as a group, we're with Buzz Franchise Brands. We're constantly looking to grow. Kevin is an, an unbelievable, you know, visionary uh, for, for the business. And, you know, we'll expand our, our brand po- portfolio in the future as we continue to grow each brand, um, you know, across the country as well. So really fortunate to have that very strategic uh, you know, development constantly going on while we're doing the same or, you know, driving the growth of our individual brands as well. Uh, let's see. I wanted to ask you this. Um, we talked about the franchise community and being so generous. Would you be so kind as to maybe share a best practice that you'd be willing to share to an aspiring franchise or somebody who has a business that they're looking to franchise and, we love getting input from fellow franchisors of what they see as maybe a tip or trick that you would suggest to somebody. You know, franchising is all comes down to the unit economic model. And so it's all about scalability and predictability as well. People are buying into a system. They want a system that's proven. They want a system that operates. They want a system that has structure around it. So where, especially in the beginning, you've got a path. If you're a true entrepreneur that you're starting from something from zero, you have so many different pathways that your business can go down. One might start out as a distraction and then all of a sudden it seems like the the path that your business should go down. That's not what franchising is about. Franchising is about having that set guardrails in place to know where you should be and what you should be focused on doing. And that translates into the unit economic model, which is what folks want to see. Um, so that that really plays into you know how you begin franchising a business is to make sure you've got something that works and something that's predictable and scalable and that you can have standard operating procedures and systems and structure and you know a brand that that can stand behind all of that. And then ultimately You've got to have a team of people that are going to be passionate about driving the performance of that unit economic model. Everybody's got to be on the same page, but that page has to be clearly drawn. 
Now, of course, you have to adapt. Our Pool Scouts of today is quite different than the Pool Scouts of 2016. We've gotten a heck of a lot better. And so I'd say another thing with franchising is to be exceptional listeners because in the field, you can find some of the best practices that come from one of your franchisees, technicians that you all of a sudden want to make sure that you replicate around the franchise system. So while you need to be driving that consistency, you've also got to have an ear to the ground and really listen to constant improvement and constant opportunity in, in improving the business model for everybody. Just like when you hear something that doesn't work or that's been tried and somebody's, you know, Thinking about it, you make sure you communicate stuff that is is a pitfall, uh, so that other folks don't don't go down that path. Michael, that is fantastic advice. I hope anybody that's aspiring to franchise their company uh, heard that. Uh, I think that that's great, Michael. Maybe you could share with us a fun fact about yourself that most people don't know. Well, it's kind of timely. Uh, this morning, I went to the gym to work out with my friend John Lugo, who is uh, you know my childhood buddy since third grade. And John and I, um, back uh, quite a while ago, uh, came up with the idea to to create, patent, and manufacture a balance bike, which was going to teach kids how to ride bikes without training wheels. And at that time, I had traveled extensively in my my prior experience, especially to Europe. And, you know, balance bikes were super popular in Europe. You know, people didn't go down the training. Kids didn't go down the training wheels path. And so we, we set forth in my garage to, to draw what we thought was, a, you know, a better mousetrap and a, and a balance bike. And we handed it to our neighbor who was a, an architect and a CAD expert who brought our drawing to life. And, and, and that so began Kazam, which is what we named our company and our, our balance bike. And uh, grew something from from nothing uh, to you know getting the product manufactured over in China, uh, beginning to to build distribution channels uh, all throughout the United States in both toy stores and bike stores uh, across the country, and then some internationally as well. We ended up uh, being on Shark Tank, and uh, we we got an investment uh, in in our business, uh, which was super exciting and. Um, uh, prior to coming on board here with Buzz Franchise Brands in 2015, I sold my shares in uh, in Kazam, uh, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun, super awesome. Mary Beth Lugo, uh, John's wife, was featured on the episode uh, for Shark Tank and did an unbelievable job in a really high stress environment, and uh, we were fortunate to get that. It was a, it was an amazing experience, literally something completely entrepreneurial, starting from zero. That you know. Lots of starts and uh, stops and, and challenges, but uh, unbelievable learning and a lot of fun too. I love it. I love the story. It will be part of your legacy forever. It will. Yeah, it will. It will. So, okay, back to Pool Scouts. If someone is interested in the franchise opportunity, where can they learn more? Where should they go? Great, yeah. PoolScoutsFranchise.com is the best place to start uh, to learn information there. Um, you know, we're on on all of the, obviously the social media side of things. You can find us um, YouTube. Uh, we have a, you know a, a section there where uh, any of us are available on LinkedIn. If anybody wants to connect professionally, uh, there we have a, a Pool Scouts Facebook page, which is not only the corporate entity but many franchise locations, most all of them around the country. Uh, and then you know, Pool Scouts is in many of your local communities uh, as well, so you always can talk to franchise owners. And, you know, that's one thing we're super transparent about, you know, when everybody goes through, through the process of 
evaluating a, a Pool Scouts franchise opportunity. We hand them the list of all of our franchisees and, you know, give them the, the go ahead to go out and talk to them and, and understand how their experience is. And, uh, and that's part of it. So lots of ways to find out about us. I think when you look at our brand, you'll find a lot of humor, a lot of fun. We always say, you know what, there's a lot worse things to be doing than out there in somebody's backyard cleaning or maintaining their pool. Mm-hmm. And we try and bring that, that fun and humor into our marketing messaging as well. That is great. Michael, it has been a pleasure talking with you. I learned so much about you, about Pool Scouts, Buzz Franchise Brands. I wish you guys all the best, continued success. Hope to see you at a franchise convention in the future, a franchise conference in the future. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for being part of the show. Thank you, Frank. What a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. All right. Thank Bye-bye, you. Michael. Thank you. thank you for tuning into the Emerging Franchise Brands Podcast. For additional insights, guest applications, and to stay connected, visit us at efbpodcast.com. The Emerging Franchise Brands Podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of Emerging Franchise Brands, its host Frank Fumi, or Emerging Franchise Group, LLC. Any discussed franchise or investment opportunity requires thorough investigation, obtaining proper disclosure documents, and expert consultation before making any investment decisions. The podcast and its host do not offer professional advice or endorsements, and they hold no responsibility for actions, representations, accuracy, or consequential damages related to the podcast content.